You are witnessing the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends Richard. What? And Michael. Howdy. Sorry, that was my uh, uh, Darth <laughs> Vader whenever uh, he sees the Millennium Falcon come to attack him. <laughs> oh, <was> what? <laughs> um, there are young characters, there are old characters, uh, and then there are baby versions of characters, and that is the topic of this discussion on this week's Mount Rushmore podcast. And I thought of it, and... Uh, I thought of it because I'm compelled by the act structure of storytelling. And sometimes we encounter a fractured narrative. We don't even know that we're going to encounter it. Sometimes we'll meet a character, let's say um, Darth Vader, Mm. and not realize that, I don't know, 20 years later, we're going to see the first act of Darth Vader, which is the Anakin Skywalker character. Um, and sometimes uh, we... Way to tie it into may, Richard's yeah. nonsensical <laughs> opening. <laughs> Maybe even the storytellers who create those stories don't even intend for there to ever be a baby version of that character, but they're so compelling, and they're so um, cute, and... Whoa, and they're so uh, popular. Baby race cars is what Richard was <laughs> yeah. just watching there. Just looking they're up, baby yeah. go-karts. Uh, so that is the topic of discussion. And we're going to tackle it. And I think uh, Richard went first last week's episode, so Michael's going to go first this week. Sure. I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be on Richard's list, too. But the Muppet Babies. Yes, I have a specific one. Oh. Do you have a specific one, or are you just Muppet Babies full stop? Oh, I was also... Uh, okay, so I was going to say Muppet Babies full stop, but if I was going to do... if no, I was that's fine. Do, if you, if no, you, hold on. Let me think about it for a second. If I'm going to choose the best version of the Muppet Babies, best character. Um, you got this, Michael. You can pull this out. Sure, it's going to be uh, animal, right? Yes, okay. absolutely, hundred percent. Oh wow! I had to think about. It. I had to think about whether it was animal or if it was the wholly new created uh, character of uh, Skeeter. Get the fuck out of I here know, with I'm Skeeter. <laughs> uh, the Muppet Babies are uh, came out of was I guess most widely popular with the cartoon, the Jim Henson cartoon uh, with Walt Disney. Uh, productions have all kind of teamed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really made their debut in Muppets Take Manhattan. Where there was no baby animal. There was no baby oh. animal. But there was just this uh, just adorable sequence where uh, Miss Piggy is imagining what it would be like to be married to Kermit the Frog. and uh, Or maybe she was remembering what it was like when they were babies. I'm now I don't really know what mm-hmm. the flashback sequence is, but it's just, you know, yeah. the Muppets as we know them, but just reduced and cute. Yeah. They, they're simmered down to their most syrupy cuteness running mm-hmm. around a nursery. I, I would like to uh go to our crowdsource on Facebook this a little bit. A little bit earlier right? than nor- normally would, but uh our good buddy Scott Jones, uh his first uh, his four were Muppet babies immediately uh, drawing the ire of Irishman Patty Cullum. Uh, <laughs> that I'm a, sounds so accurate. Yeah, yeah. I'll just That's quote, on brand for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'll just quote a little bit of the uh, the salvos that uh, went back and forth. The, <laughs> I'm a fan of everything on this list except for Muppet Babies. Don't know why, but the Muppet Babies make me viscerally angry. Skojo, let's do our own version of this MR podcast where you keep saying Muppet Babies and I keep screaming no and throwing things at the wall. Should be able to fill 45 minutes with that. Uh, Scott Jones replies, I get that. Baby versions of most characters make me irritated that I'm watching that watered-down version instead of the fully formed grown-ups. 
Now, some God, get over yourself, guys. Yeah, love, love yeah. The babies are great. And also, yeah. get your own fucking podcast. Yeah. Stop busting into ours. Wait, I did that. Okay, you, you kind of invited, kind of invited the commentary, Jeff. Told people to. I do mean, that. literally, this is what you're. You wanted. Yeah. So when you were deciding <laughs> what what babies you liked or you didn't like, was watered down versions a problem? Or? I never thought of it. I never okay. thought of it that way either. Because okay. animal is if I thought of animal specifically because he is, if anything. The almost the same version. Yeah, like he hasn't changed. <laughs> yes, like like animal On as a fetter. grown up is basically just a big toddler. Yeah, like a two year old. Even the Muppet Babies themselves are mostly toddlers. Right. They have you know some communications. I mean, amazing communication skills for a pig, a frog, and a whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> whatever Gonzo is. Yeah. Yeah. But like you know, animal really. Has no communication. He can't, yeah. two, he can't put more than three words together. And Eat pl- drum is about as far as it goes. <laughs> and plus, he's got the bonnet, which is just so adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I enjoyed, obviously, I was a kid growing up watching it, and it was always kind of on. It came out in mm, kind of the mid eighties, late eighties, yeah, mid eighties, like that. The cartoon, at least. And um, they really captured. Now that I have a two and a half year old, they really captured like the imagination play of really young kids. They're constantly going on these little adventures in their nursery, and all they do is reflect the things that they've seen on television. You know, for some reason, uh, I guess because uh, of the partnership with, like, Walt Disney or Jim Henson, they have, like, all this... Uh, IP like, in there? Yeah, there's footage, that, like, they use footage from, like, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And there was just different aspects where they're, like, kind of recreating movies, Indiana Jones, different things yeah. that they've seen. And it's a hundred percent what my child does. Yeah. He sits there and he reenacts the things that he has seen and he relives them just today or yesterday. He was taking pillows off the couch and he was recreating the trash compactor from Star Wars. Oh right on. And he'd sit there and he'd say, uh Daddy, tell me don't go in the trash compactor. And I'd say, Felix, don't go in the trash compactor. You'd go, ah, I'm in the trash compactor. <laughs> then he'd climb out and say, Daddy, tell me don't don't go in the trash compactor again. I'd be like, Felix, don't go in. I'm in the trash compactor. And all these things are really reflective yeah. from the show. Yeah. Where all they're doing is using their imagination to cre- recreate things that they've experienced or seen. And I think it's wonderful. It's mm-hmm. definitely interesting to see it as as a parent. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I think they really did well was the character of Nanny. Yeah. Who is just this... Played by Barbara Billingsley. Mm, is just this... The mom from uh, Leave it to Beaver. Oh. It's just this body with legs. Yeah. You never see anything else nope. other than... Just the striped socks, I think it was. Yeah. striped socks thing. And I think, oh, that definitely captures the viewpoint of a child where it's certainly... There's a height limitation to what their play is and what they... I mean, obviously... They can look up, but they do have necks. I thought it was a very interesting um, storytelling thing that they've done. And P.S. There is a new Muppet Babies that premiered on uh, Disney Junior Mm. a couple years ago. A couple years ago, Uh, No Skeeter does have a purple penguin named Summer Penguin, Mm -hmm. so it can fuck right off. I met Matt Danner, the head of that show, and I also the voice of Kermit, also the voice of Kermit, and I can't imagine anybody. More like Jim Henson. Oh, like really? He absolutely, he, in a tour of his office, he showed me his Kermit collection. This was the Kermit he made when he was in grade school. He oh, sewed wow. together out of felt. This was the Kermit that was in his crib when he was 
an infant? Like now you're making me feel bad for saying uh, that that show could fuck off. He, you said the character, uh, maybe. Okay, all right, all right. But now I feel bad. Um, but uh, I can't. You know, it, sometimes. How does he feel about going to the doctor? Oh shoot! Does he feel okay about that? I think. Will so. Will he go to the doctor if he gets sick? <laughs> I guess. And I'm he's sorry. Got is this something on Jim Henson? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So I was glad to actually see that. You know, when somebody is was that uh, too soon, Jim Henson's is, death joke. Ooh, is that a little too soon. Ooh, too soon. Uh, why don't we move on? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, Richard, what is your second of choices? What was my second of choices? I don't remember. No, just kidding. It's Baby Yoda. Uh, another. Maybe. Yeah. Parenthetical. Maybe. The, uh, the child. We're not really sure. Yeah. We know that it's a baby of that species. Yeah. We've, yeah. Never, we've only seen two of those species. Collectively known as Baby Yoda, but I don't think it's actually Yoda. I think it might be a clone. I think there's, there's clues that are pointing to cloning. I think so, too. Um, so it's a clone of somebody. Okay. I think there are clues that are pointing to that they want to clone him, not that he's necessarily been cloned. Well, we've only ever seen two of that species that mm. we know have force powers. Mm. And we know that as Jedi, they should not have been mating. Mm. So, so, had, so unless all of those species have clone powers or have, have force powers, or this just by luck happens to be one that does, mm. I, just, I just think that it's, it's too on the nose. For, for those that um, haven't been living three miles deep under the earth, we're talking about the yeah. Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, child yeah. version. Do we think Frank Oz did a Muppet Baby voice as well as a Yoda mm-hmm. voice? Because so far as this Ozcast... I want to say that Phil Hudon uh, also uh, from Kansas City and from Shiny Machine also uh, mentioned Muppet Babies, but then a lot of people uh, mentioned uh, Baby Yoda as was expected. Uh, But among them was um, uh, Scott Jones and and then other people. Other people, yeah. Have you have you watched The Mandalorian yet, Jeff? Yeah. um, Okay. I've seen the whole. What's scene. your what's your what's your opinion? Is this is this Yoda's baby? Is it a clone version of of Yoda? Which I would still argue is a baby version. Doesn't of the Yoda? time not work out that he would be? Does yeah, the time? He, he'd still Yoda's. I mean, okay, no, like, Yoda's dead because this is after this is after Jedi. So if you want to think of a time frame, and I think this is something that is a bit more closer to it, uh, the character is fifty years old when they are initially trying to capture said asset right yeah uh which is a strange number Mm -hmm. it's very exact the person that would have been 50 years old at the same time is darth vader anakin skywalker was 50 years old so i kind of have a god this is when you start getting nerdy sorry everybody where um yeah sorry i brought this upon us you guys i love it anakin skywalker was this so-called virgin birth sort of thing, mm-hmm. this virgins in this, the force that kind of came out and he would have been 50. Maybe there was a duplicate thing that oh. happened at the same time and it happened to have been a baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. The last um, Star Wars movie um, didn't really address this. I know for those who haven't seen it, it's pretty early on and we'll avoid talking about it here, but um, there might be something connected to Darth Vader or something with the force creating 
Oh. This guy at the same time, creating Anakin at mm-hmm. the same time. Who knows? Huh. Okay, so here's my theory. I'll give you my clone theory. Mm. Um, so there's Dr. Pershing. Uh, this is all spoiler alert, by the way. So come back in like five, ten minutes if you haven't, if you don't want to know about Mandalorian. Um, so Dr. Pershing, who is the doctor who uh, the client yeah. is uh, working with, has a Kaminoan uh, patch on him. And the Kaminoans are the people who were responsible for creating the clone troopers. So there is there is a connection between having a Kaminoan doctor, physician, scientist. A Kaminoan doesn't know, do I want a truck? Do I want a car? They're How about a little both? confused. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> so that would be my that would be I think a a something that would point in the direction of uh, being a clone and I'm going to go with Yoda. Um counter to that. Uh if let's say this baby Yoda had escaped from this cloning facility, and he is a clone of him. Wouldn't they just already have his genetic makeup on file? Could have been so, des- like, could have been destroyed in any number of battles. Well, I agree to disagree. I what we can agree on is he is cute. He's no, cutie. he is a sassy cutie. He's fun. He was so unexpected. Disney. Yeah. And Star Wars, the Lucasfilm group, did such an amazing job of keeping yeah. that secret. He can take a, a punch, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bop right in the head. <laughs> By Jason Sudeikis. Just uh, punches a baby. Jason only Sudeikis Dis- has to only be the most, Disney. most hated man in the Star Wars universe. Question for you, Michael. Yes. And I know that you have been listening begrudgingly to Binge Mode Star Wars podcast. Sure, yeah. Um, they have been debating during the, their Mandalorian talks about whether or not the overwhelming cuteness of Baby Yoda detracts from the overall story arc. If, it, if he is so cute that it is distracting and that he is, he's become the Urkel of the show at this point, mm. that he is so dominant that all of the non-Baby Yoda things that are happening, kind of you, anytime something that's non-Baby Yoda that happens... You think, why aren't we seeing more Baby Yoda? No, I think uh, the character serves a purpose to be perfectly cute enough that uh, such a hard-hearted person as the Mandalorian has to save him. Even even his cold visage behind that mask, even he's like, oh man, look at those ears. Look at the sunlight coming through hmm. those ears. He's too cute. I think he. I don't know. I, it's interesting, but like. The show is just ridiculous anyway. I don't think it matters. I think the only reason, the only way that show would really jump the shark is if slash when the baby Yoda starts talking, and if he talks in like broken, yeah, backwards English, like Elmo like, shit, yeah, oh, then you're done. Yeah. If he's if he starts talking in like you know do or do not, there is no try, and mm-hmm. just once he starts string words together, not from like a cultural aspect, but from like a this is how this is how the Yoda species talks. Then you're just like, so who should voice Baby Yoda? And oh, why, Howie Mandel. And why Tom Waits? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you got Werner Herzog, you're on the show. You've already kind of gone off the deep end. Right. Let's just go whole hog with. No, it. you know it's gonna be, listen. Look at the cast of the people that have been on the show. It's all comedians. It's gonna be Adam Sandler doing like I'm the Baby Yoda. It's all that is a hundred percent. Or it's gonna be like Spade. Right. Rob Spade. Schneider. <laughs> who would have been the Mandalorian man? <laughs> Catch a lot of bad guys. Joe Piscopo. That's the big. 
Uh, who's Mitch, the worst? Mitch Hedberg. Mitch, the ghost of Mitch Hedberg is Baby Yoda. Ghost Force Mitch Hedberg. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, wait, that wasn't your second, was it? That was my second. That was your second. Oh, was it? Was yours? Yeah, my first one, we shared Muppet Babies. Okay, what was... Uh, okay, okay. So now we're on to Winfield second. Winfield. Uh, before Baby Yoda, there is another baby that took the internet by storm, and that is the Baby Groot. Yes. Also on my list. Okay. Oh. I, I told you before this episode, I yeah. thought we were going to have some uh, crossover here. Yeah. Um, baby Groot, what I liked about the introduction of Baby Groot is he served, um, he's been an interesting narrative and an interesting way to track the time and the development of this group of people yeah. as friends uh, at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, he sacri- Groot, this... You know, oh yeah, humanoid tree thing that only says one thing that mm-hmm. means everything. Um, sacrifices himself to save the other four people, mostly by turning into nuts, being poured <laughs> into the hand of Richard and the chomping. <laughs> chomp, 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 chomp. Now, to, to be fair, why would you have lightly salted peanuts at the at the recording thing good, if you're not going to if you're not going to hear me eating them? <laughs> He turns into, you know, he kind of saves them, yeah. but somehow a little snippet of him, a little sapling sort of survives, yeah. and you just, like at the end of the movie, you discover him planted in this little pot, and he's this, oh, this is this, it's so cute. Oh, yeah. And it it's a very heartwarming thing to see this person that made this sacrifice survive in another form. I think, you know, that's always tough to do when you want to, like, kill off a major character. And then bring them back immediately. But I think they found a way. If they brought him back as like adult Groot, or if he grew into this thing in the first movie, it'd be like, okay, who cares? But they found a loophole. They found a great loophole. Yeah, that he has started the sapling that turned into this dancing potted plant thing that everybody loved. That became an instant. I'm sure. 1999 toy. I bought it. Do you have it? Oh, my my daughter. My daughter had it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then the next movie. He was like toddler Groot, yeah, and he had more animation. He and could yeah. run, and he could run and do things, and he did things that like toddlers do with pushing mm-hmm. the button and just hijinks. Then turned into like sullen teenage Groot. Yeah, that's the best. That was one. I think that is the best post credits kicker scene yeah. in the entire Marvel franchise. Mm-hmm. Is like is teen Groot and uh, and Quill having to come in and like yell at him. I, Maybe it's because I got a 12-year-old now. <laughs> well, get ready for um, gig economy Groot holding down three jobs <laughs> trying to pay off a student loan as like his boomer grandfather yeah. is telling him how terrible his music is. Yeah. You know, Zennial you know, Groot is the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they were able to bring a whole new life into a character that was kind of like a one-note yeah, badass by turning it into a baby, which is weird to think of and mm-hmm. weird to do. Yeah, I think he, as they go from a bunch of uh, antagonists to strangers sharing a mission to a family, the fact that they are co-parenting a child is helpful. Mm. Yeah, uh, to show how, how much uh, they need to stay together, or they 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 are doing things as a family. I also think Groot as a character like Chewbacca, uh, speaks incoherently, and so it necessitates other people repeating it so other people can speak 
the thoughts of this character acts somewhat as a conscious character. Or R2-D2. Or R2, yeah. Yeah, because C-3PO is kind of the one who has to translate him. Yeah. So, as uh, Chewie would always say, shouldn't we help them, or shouldn't that's not right, or Chewie would always kind of in say... New, or in New Hope, after, after uh, Han and Luke yeah. had their little tiff right before the Battle of... Yavin's going to start, and then Chewie just gives a... Yes, yeah. Have you seen that, like, the behind-the-scenes footage when, like, Peter Mayhew... old man's going mad. Yeah, Peter Mayhew (laughs) is, like, saying these things, and you're like... He's, like, working on the Millennium Falcon in Empire Strikes Back, and he's up there soldering. Yeah. He's like, hey, what you doing? Come on back here! Come back and help me with this thing! And Han's like, all right, all right! He's like, what are you doing going over there? Come on up here! And he's like, man, this is exactly how he's I love that a British house painter is like yelling at <laughs> Han Solo. Uh, yeah, well, that's a great choice. I love that character, and I love uh, how they can do innovative things with it, and I'm I'm always amazed when you can find some way to make something new and fresh. And as a even as an adult character, Groot had a naivete. Like after he murders a bunch of uh, bad guys, he kind of turns around to the others, like, "Did I do good?" <laughs> and they go, "Yeah, good job, <laughs> killing everything." That fact that he says, "We are Groot," just tears my heart out every t- every sure. time. So he's, oh my god. Okay, uh, so this must be our halftime, am I right? Yeah. Am I right? All right. Halftime plus. Halftime plus, okay. We, we like dipped, Disney we plus. We dipped our toe the Disney plus. over halftime. Oh, yeah, we drug it somewhat there. into that. Right, I'm, I'm sucked in at this point, yeah. So at halftime, I want to invite you to be on the lookout for future episodes of the Mount Rushmore podcast where we are going to go live, total Rushmore live, and discuss things like the Mount Rushmore of award season, the Mount Rushmore of National Pizza Day, the Mount Rushmore of the best Irish people uh, in history. And we are going to be live and be inviting you to join the discussion to give your opinions to go up against our uh, competitors of Michael and Richard and whoever guest we might have in the studio. And I would like to point out that you remember when MTV used to have the contest where like John Cougar Mellencamp would come play yeah. in your backyard. Paint the mother pink, the house. Yeah, like exactly. We will do that as well. If you would like us to come to your house I love it. and do a live version of the podcast at your house, as long as you've got food yeah, and maybe some wine, okay, we're more even than happy to, be, to come over to do that. You don't even have to be home. Just leave the door. Yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> just might come over. Exactly. It, maybe we need to contest people to make sure that we don't come over. <laughs> maybe how, we should just say we're coming over. Is Jeff trying to win this contest? <laughs> I want to come over. You know what? Let's go to Patty's house and talk about babies. Baby, Muppet, babies. Muppet babies. Yeah. Mount Rushmore Muppet babies. <laughs> Sorry, Patty. I love it. Well, uh, the best way you could let us know that you want us to come to your house and discuss uh, a Mount Rushmore of anything you might want us to discuss would be to uh, contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where we have thriving communities of like-minded individuals who all love the Mount Rushmore podcast and have come together to share their uh, mutual affinity for what we do here and those people also go out on the itunes uh podcast platform and spotify and stitcher and iHeartRadio, and they also download rate and review our past episodes and current episodes so we invite you to do that too um speaking of babies 
If you if you want to be see podcast babies, go back three years, and you'll hear us. Great we were much. such babes. We were such babies. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Yeah, go back no, and trust hear us as babies. Look, much like with a baby, sometimes you can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> with the early episodes, sound quality, yeah. eh, it was a little sketchy. Nah. But the quality, but the content's still good. Ham radio was a good recording platform for us. <laughs> we just remember we tried to do the Morse code episode. Yeah, the Morse that was code kind of episode. a bust. Recording on wax cylinders yeah. during the summer in LA. <laughs> Thanks, bad idea. Bad Thanks, idea. Jack. Thanks, Jack White. It melted as soon as it happened. Okay, so it was. Uh, it'll be Michael, and Michael's third. My I've already third. done my third. So okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, mine is off the beaten path a little bit. Uh, lowercase cursive E. Man, there is no easier letter to write than lowercase cursive E. Cursive, ca- cursive characters you gotta, drive me crazy. You're getting side eye. You're getting. That's fine. Richard's looking at you like a Dalmatian. Like, That's okay. I, I'm, I, I'm not even mad about it. I, I'm just confused. Just think, just think about it. I'm just confused. Oh, a character. Okay, okay. Writing, writing okay. in cursive. Uh, is lowercase you, the baby version of uppercase? Yeah, Jeff. I, I would, I would uh, venture that. A, I guess it baby version would be the first version, which would be the one that comes first, and that's capital. I don't think it is. It's smaller. It certainly, is smaller. <laughs> well, let me make my case. Okay. Make your case, and then come back, and I don't mind not getting any points for this because okay. that's fine. <laughs> I'm willing to hear the argument. Lowercase cursive E. Because listen, I'm... The loopiest character. Because uh, I, I could not include Ant-Man turning into a baby on the Mount Rushmore of babies. Okay. No All matter right. how hard I, tw- I wanted You to. wanted to. I really wanted to. Okay. Um, I have terrible handwriting. Not just like doctor handwriting terrible. Oh, yeah. Just like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I start writing and I, I'm adding extra letters in there. I know yeah. how to spell... S- most words, yeah. I would think. But somehow, in the writing of them, it gets lost. But the one character that really saves me every time is just throw a little E in there. The E. It's the easiest to add in. Yeah. It's the easiest to throw in there and be like, ah, maybe it's in there. So. See, yeah. my E's and A's look startlingly similar Oh, when I do cursive. So I have even a problem with that. I think when it comes down to it, I am just not patient enough with writing, I don't take my time. Yeah. So a lot of it's just like, I mean, you know, I try to write a lovely Christmas card to my wife or mm-hmm. whatever, birthday card, anything. And I can tell that she's just like looking at it and then doing the thing with glasses. <laughs> she's not even wearing glasses, which makes it more insulting. <laughs> you're, holding, you're holding it far away and turning it sideways. And she's gleaming the sentiment. I have a hard time with like, I'll mix... I start out like writing like with like uh, block letters. Yeah. Cur- What's the opposite of cursive? Uh, Scri- print, 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 print. Yeah. yeah. And then somehow it just gets lazy and turns into cursive. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh. I picture yeah. Michael like Charlie Brown trying to write his pen pal. Yeah. Where there's just globs of ink sort of like all mm. over the place. Well, I'm not left-handed, so it's not like I'm smearing it the wrong mm-hmm. way. Uh, Have you tried writing left-handed? Maybe it that's might the be problem. an improvement. <laughs> Have you tried cutting letters out of publications such as magazines and newspapers, then mm. pasting them? <laughs> for a lovely note for your wife. I don't know. I think that this letter, of all the letters, and I, 
I did my studying. I was looking at like all the letters and in cursive, uppercase yeah. and lowercase. Some you really got to stretch. Like, I don't know what the fuck Z is doing. Yeah. Z is just like tr- trying way too hard. Yeah. X is kind of nice. I is okay, but you got to go back and dot it. You got to remember to mm-hmm. go back and. Q gets kind of wild. Q's all over the place. Wasn't this the fancy new writing? Cursive was supposed to be the kick-ass new way to write that's faster than print. Was than it? Than I print. it was the I thought, fancier, like, old-fashioned way. I thought it was the way that was, you could write efficiently because you didn't have to lift the pen off the huh. the paper all the time. That is an, an interesting... It seems like that makes sense. I thought that was the new speed But it feels writing. like you were just kind of... It feels like also something that's going to be lost as everyone kind of moves to more typing, yeah. and typing and oh just, yeah, you don't see a lot of like. I guess people used to call it like fancy writing. <laughs> fancy boy writing, <laughs> wealthy fancy writing. writing. That's how I feel writing. T- writing uh, the inscription, the salutation on the card for the person who's leaving or the get well. Is that just look like this? Doesn't this look like a pained person, like a diseased? Uh, invalid person who's writing it's just it's i'm so pained just to write it's, it's tough it's, oh. i don't know i think it's a patience thing i think that also i get to the end and i'm signing my name and like i'm not i'm not sure what to do yeah like i don't want to do like my signature yeah but i i want it to be quasi legible yeah. and then i end up fucking it up yeah it ends up not looking like the way i would normally write my name because i'm over conscious mm-hmm God bless that little baby E that's in there. This is like easy to <laughs> it's easy to do. It's just a little loop, and I'm I'm never mad at it. You know, poor glum bag. Uh, you just made me think of Tiny E. Tiny Elvis. Remember <laughs> 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 SNL had Tiny Elvis. Well, that's me. I'm Tiny Elvis. I'm Tiny Elvis. On the dashboard. Yeah. Hey man. Hey, I'm Tiny Elvis. Look at those dice. Those are some big old dice. That's right, Tiny E. That's right, Tiny E. Yeah. Everybody said yes to whatever he said. <laughs> See, when you went, you said small E. My first thought was E, the lead singer of the, the indie rock band Eels. Oh, okay. That's where I would. That's where my head was at. Mm-hmm. Eels also a band that I think spells their name with two Lower baby e's. Yes, they oh, do. Is that right? And an yeah. ls. Yes, and they're not the eels. They're just eels. Eels, just like the Ramones are not the Ramones. They're, they're just, just Ramones. 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 Okay, uh, lower cursive e, and then Richard, you got some left, right? Yeah, no? one more. Okay, and it's a big one. All right, it's a little baby, Wait, but it's, it's a, a little, big one. It's a big one. Okay, it's a. It could be. Big baby Jesus. Hold on, hold if on. If you're ODB. Groot was also mentioned by uh, Butch Cavello. Uh-huh. And uh, it was also mentioned, uh, baby Groot was also mentioned by my good buddy, Christina Ronstadt. And there you go. Sorry. Can you go. take seven minutes just to mention all the people that mentioned lower cursive E, please? We'll just wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you will wait. Uh, little baby Jesus. Okay, okay. Um, the most famous of all babies. Okay. <laughs> Um, And I mainly bring this up because, you know, you hear a lot about adult Jesus. He's in the Bible a lot. Yeah. And baby Jesus is in the Bible a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Do you ever hear a lot about toddler Jesus? Mm. Oh, no, no. He's been kind of written out of scripture. You know why? Yeah. Because toddlers are assholes. They're assholes. Terrible twos. They're they're terrible. And I can only imagine that, that toddler Jesus was a real handful for Joseph and Mary. Now, why do you think the phrase is Jesus, Joseph, and Mary? <laughs> yeah. It came from when he was two. 
Yeah. I mean, you've got basically a magical toddler. Did bad news. Question what? about question about the J man. Either, yeah, yeah. either baby J, toddler baby, J, little or baby J, yeah. Adult J. Uh-huh. Did he always have magic powers? Or did he like did they come to him one day? I literally don't know. I don't know either because I, I believe in the Bible they just sort of skip most of his twenty years, yeah, twenty five years, and they're just like, "Oh, here you go." Yeah, pretty much as far as far as I know. Now, if, uh, if anyone George here, Lucas doing the Jesus prequels, that's all we need. <laughs> or, well, or we could have is like a Degrassi Junior High version, as my as my wife Sarah said, we could have a Nazareth mm-hmm. Junior High, and we could see Jesus as like a twelve year old. I'd watch that. So back to baby Jesus. Back to baby Jesus, though. BJ. The most stolen of all babies. At least from any major mangers and things, yeah, yeah. So you don't think the Lindbergh baby got stolen once? Oh, it got stolen once, but that yeah. baby Jesus has been stolen a yeah. lot. Yeah, um, and, and you know, he's 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 little B. Anderson Dadu mentioned baby Jesus. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just there six pound some... eight ounce baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Oh, is that is uh, that might be a Talladega Nights reference? That does sound like yeah. yeah I believe Ten that pound, is. eight ounce. Yeah. Sweet little. When you do your prayers and your thanks, you say whichever Jesus you want to. I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Little Jesus in the, there you the manger. I, then there's something. And uh, I we've been making fun of this whole thing for a few minutes here. There is something about the idea of this. Not, I almost said Christ-like figure. Christ, mm. not Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Um, this this sort of Messiah, but as a as a helpless toddler or yeah. a helpless baby. Yeah, that is, I don't know, comforting mm-hmm. in a sense. You know, this whole idea that everyone needs help at some point in their lives, even Jesus. You know, even Jesus needed his diaper changed mm-hmm. at some point. But by two, he was at college or something, wasn't he? Yeah, he's not Doogie Hauser. Okay. You're thinking of Doogie Hauser. Well, yeah. As You're usual. Right. You're always yeah. thinking of Doogie <laughs> okay. Hauser. But no, there is there is some there is actually, I think, something sort of comforting about that fact that everybody needs help at some point, even Jesus when he was a baby. Yeah. Okay. So there. Yeah. Totally get it. Uh I do we feel that there was also the humunculus man that that depiction of the uh Chill. Jesus as essentially when you see his face, he's almost he's got a man face. I don't know if that was that was an art history thing where like guys are born with this uh the especially holy characters are born as depicted as infants, but yet with this masculine, fully adult type no, of face. No, isn't that just they just didn't know how to draw like a baby? A baby babies. face. And they just they didn't like, they also didn't know how to draw cats. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they're just cats terrible weird, drawing yeah. like cat faces and like I don't know, a camel. You ask these people in Britain and they're like, oh, I'm going to do a painting of a camel. Yeah. They didn't know what they did. They were just like, just describe it to me. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of like, this is as close as I'm going to get. Yeah, I'm looking like, at you with the same look that I looked at Michael point. when he started talking about like little E. So All right. I don't know where we're going with this. Okay. Uh, so Winfield, what's the last one you got? Uh, my last one is the X-Babies okay. from uh, the X-Men comic book series. Okay. Uh, so there is a... <laughs> Sorry, all I all I could think of was the uh, Simpsons episode where uh, V for Vendetta. Yeah, okay. the, uh, Watchmen the Watchmen babies. babies yeah, well, I, our, I could think of our your very best friend and our 
good friend uh, Eric Gottesman hmm. demands the discussion of the X babies in the Mojoverse. This is well. This is where we're going. Okay. Um, the X babies. So there is a character in the X Men universe. I guess it's the Marvel universe, but he really only deals with the X-Men, named Mojo, who's this big, yellow, slug-like character. Is he a monkey? No, kind of... That's Mojo Jojo. That's Mojo Jojo. (laughs) Kind of Jabba the Hutt-ish, but think of like like these mechanical spider legs. Kind of his face is kind of pulled back like... um, Like Kenny Rogers. Who's the main guy (laughs) in uh, Clockwork Orange with his eyes constantly pulled open? Oh, Alex the Druid, yeah. Yeah. so he's like this disgusting character, but he's like the ruler of this ultra dimension called like the Mojo Verse, where his power and his rule over his people is based on TV ratings. So he's like this disgusting version of like a TV producer, basically commentary on the TV I love producer. It. And him, his projections of the X Men's adventures from our universe get the highest ratings yeah. in his universe. And at some point, the X-Men die, or they're killed off in this event involving a trans-dimensional portal called the Sage Perilous. Yada, yada, yada. He's, all of a sudden, his ratings go down. So oh. he's worried about yeah. his power. And so he creates baby versions of the X-Men, and they're so <laughs> cute, and they're the only things that kind of keep him uh, in control. Oh, wow. But imagine, like, just you take Wolverine, and he's reduced down to this adorable toddler body. Same thing with Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, probably Psylocke and Colossus and some yeah. of the regulars in the mid-'80s. And they're just cute toddler versions of the characters, and they've had other adventures and mm-hmm. more... Like, the animation style really kind of... Um, or the artist's interpretation. Art Adams was the guy that drew it back then in the-'80s, and he can be very cartoonish, and he's inspired a bunch of others to kind of have adventures of, like, the X the X-Babies, but they're the X-Men, but they're just like, you know, yeah, two and a half feet tall, three feet tall. Cute stuff. Uh, Anderson and I also think it was wanted definitely, to... uh, inspired by uh, Muppet Babies. Is it really? Bring it back full circle to... Is it satire or are they having... Is it yeah, oh, total, done with a total straight satire. face? I mean, I think anytime they... The X-Men are such a weird comic in yeah. that, you know, initially it seemed to have been derived from, uh, you know, kind of like a the 1960s racism and uh, Professor X is this uh, uh, Martin Luther King sort of type character and Magneto is this Malcolm X sort of type character, oh. at least ideologically. Mm-hmm. One is about separating yourself and mm-hmm. better, a better race. Which one's race. always talking about honkies? <laughs> is that Magneto? <laughs> uh, that was uh, the juggernaut, I believe. <laughs> um, but at some point like all comic book characters, they kind of branch out from their initial sort of ideals into yeah. space. Yeah. And so they have these adventures in space with the star jammers. They have adventures in alternate dimensions. And it, at some point you're just like, Chris Claremont, the writer, was just like writing crazy X-Men stories. And mm-hmm. X-Men stories were less about being different and outcast from societies and this new version of man that's going to replace everybody. And it was just like superheroes yeah. fighting giant space monsters. Oh, I see. The and same era of Marvel that created Luke Cage or whatever was the same one that was had the rip from the headlines. Mm-hmm. It was paralleling some social issues of the day. Yeah. But then it became this total, total abstraction of, okay, guys, 
Babies. Babies. Hey, babies. Uh, some other great suggestions from uh, folks out in the uh, babyverse of <laughs> the Rushmore <laughs> babyverse. We didn't do president babies, which is kind of good. Uh, Scott Jones, baby Mario, and others on Mario Kart. Oh, uh, that's an excellent choice. Yeah, he also mentioned Baby Groot and Baby Yoda. Um, Kelly Granlund, Tiny Toons. Uh, no, they're not babies, though. Only one, really. Probably uh, whatever the version of uh, Daffy Duck. Okay. He was kind of a baby. Uh, Stuart, Justin Caesar, Baby Zoidberg. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Douglas Jennings, Teen Titans don't really count as babies, but they're better versions of their DC adult characters. Um then Butch Cavello, thank you, Baby Groot. Uh, and Tim Hellendrung echoed uh, Skojo's, I immediately think of Baby Mario and Baby Luigi. Zeke Burgess, Baby Chithulu. Uh, <laughs> and Zeke also, Xenomorph Newborn. <laughs> so well, in, that, in the... That's deep cut. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, then there's some ire that was drawn, not just Patty for Muppet Babies, but Gordon Gilgus hating Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> Uh, but then also mentioning that Vern Troyer ended miserably as well, a baby Dr. Evil. And then... Uh, oh, Jer- baby Dr. Evil, that's pretty... That's a good one. Mini-Me, yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, He's not a baby version. He's just a little person version. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Arandando, her ire was directed towards Godzuki. Do you remember oh, Godzuki? Oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah. the that's cartoon. A great, yeah. That's a great one. That's yeah. a really good one. Uh, excellent choice. But, that's yeah. not a, but here's the thing. That's not a baby version of Godzilla. That's a baby yeah, I think. But then Baby Yoda isn't a. I think it, it is. So okay, okay, that's my issue. Stuart Greenberg, uh, he did bring up uh, in the comics when Superman was transformed into Super Baby. I don't uh, remember that. I yeah, I don't recall that. Uh, there was, was there a, ever a Bat Baby? Jeff? Gotta be, gotta be a Bat Baby. There's uh, who's who's the guy that did um, the Batman the animated series. Mark Hamill? Uh, no. Oh, the I'm trying to think of that Phil Tim, or Mike Tim, Mike Tim, Tim, something or other. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, wrote a very delightful kind of one-off um, short story called like um, Lana Lang, Superman's Babysitter. Oh, really? It was all about her babysitting this. Oh, this wow. Baby. You know, it's kind of like a, <clears throat> they're, Bruce Tim. There Bruce are elements Tim. of like Jack Jack from The Incredibles, oh, yeah. where this. Superman, you know, Clark Kent as a baby is just uh-huh. giving her the fits as he's walking into like an oven yeah. and picking up the refrigerator and, uh-huh. you know, heat vision and all that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Anderson's our good buddy. You know, he always brings up some fun things. He, he did bring out uh, Baby X-Men. Shout out to Scotty Young. Uh, I have these guys tattooed on myself. Baby Alien Chestburster from Alien. He put that as a sleeper pick. So... I uh, want to thank all you guys for all these great suggestions. And now it's my job to go, oh, 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 I'm a baby now. Sorry, guys. I can't make any picks. <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, Lower Curse of E because it was a balls, ballsy move. And it's a character. And, and I'm going um, with Muppet Babies because you guys, I guess, both chose it. Um. And I got to go with uh, Baby Groot. And there I got one. Oh, by the one. way, there is a Bat Baby. There is a Bat Baby. <laughs> there is an episode. There is a, I think it was in uh, Batman 147. There's a uh, scientist who turns Batman's body into that of a four-year-old. 
Oh, wow. So he has to fight crime as a four-year-old Oh, wow. Kid. I mean, he doesn't have to. Yeah, he take, doesn't have to. Take a night off. What? Yeah, your parents aren't dead yet. Got one more to go. Uh, baby X-Men. Because why not? Uh, well played, gents. This has been the Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore. My name is always Baby Jeff. I'm Baby Richard. I'm Michael. He never... Never can't get a bite. No. He's got too much... Um, with pride? Pride? Is that what? Is that what? That's Self-respect. Self-respect. I, I'm not familiar with <laughs> the <Certainly> not. <laughs>